Powerful at Work Radio, Episode 6. Welcome to Powerful at Work Radio, the podcast for professionals who see their work as a calling. I'm your host, Rosa Ponce de Leon, and together we'll explore how people can position themselves to make a real difference with their work. We will cover topics ranging from leadership to emotional wellness to what true power looks like and everything in between. If you're ready to do work differently, tune in and join the movement. Now let's get after it. As CEO and founder of the consulting firm Voice of Influence, Andrea Wenberg draws out the best in leaders and teams, helping them develop motivating influence with customers and key stakeholders. A maverick leader known for her fearless approach to difficult conversations and her ability to rapidly cut to the core of any problem or issue, she serves her clients and audiences with life-changing keynotes, trainings, retreats, executive coaching, and strategic advising. Andrea is the author of her memoir, Unfrozen, Stop Holding Back and Release the Real You, and host of the Voice of Influence podcast. Good morning, Andrea Wemberg. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Rosa. It's a real pleasure. I'm really excited. How did you get started doing Voice of Influence? Well, I, uh, let's see, about six years ago or so, I was kind of in my backyard. We were, we just moved into our home and there were a bunch of apples in on our apple trees and I thought it was so cool. And, and, um, but the thing about the apples I was, that I was so excited about was that they were, they were so beautiful and we were going to enjoy them with my family, that sort of thing. Well, then I was noticing around town that kind of opened my eyes to other apple trees around town. And these apple trees around town were like starting to, you know, the, the, the fruit would fall off the tree and they were rotting. And I was thinking about our apple trees and it just made me so upset that other people weren't taking care of and using their apples. And my, my kids were like, what is the deal, mom? You're so upset all the time about these apples. This is ridiculous. And I was, and I thought about it because I know that there's more that goes under the surface when I have that kind of reaction. It was kind of silly, you know, but there was more going on. And I realized that I was upset for the trees themselves because these trees worked so hard to produce these apples. And there were people all around the world who needed their nourishment. Right. But- they were going to waste. And it just, that, that idea of people's gifts, and that's kind of how I felt about myself. I felt like I had things that were going to waste. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't get up and go do something about it, Mm -hmm. that was on me. And, and there is only so much you can do to kind of offer your gifts and, and try to get those connected with what people need. And so as I got to working on that, I ended up writing a book and, after writing the book, started to realize that this is really what I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to help people get their gifts to the people that needed them. So, and that has translated after the last, in the last few years, it's translated into working with teams in particular support teams who are trying to support sales teams or support customers. And they have things that they are able to do, but they don't really realize it. Um, they're, they're, I guess they're, I don't know, just like helping them get their, their gifts into the world, helping the company get its gifts into the world because we need each other so much. So anyway, that's kind of the, the story behind how I got started with Voice of Influence. That's a really great story. And let me go back to the start of that story because what you're talking about is you experienced a calling. 
Yes. And nature spoke with you. And I think sometimes we think of a calling as it has to be, for you, it was kind of a moment of clarity that you took the time to slow down for and listen to. And I love that you, you said, hey, there's something more underneath the surface here. Can you walk me through that process? Because sometimes we, we ignore this stuff. Oh, it's so true. Yeah. So what I've, what I've noticed, and there's been a lot of things, I have a background in psychology and, and theology, and, um, and then even just being a mom, what I've noticed is that, that really every time I feel angry, it has, there's something else going on underneath of that anger, and usually it has to do with grief. Mm. Like I'm really sad about something. Mm. So when I notice the anger about, you know, I mean, I was literally yelling at people in their home. They were in their homes and I was in my car and there was a window between us, but I was still like, you don't deserve that tree. I was just so upset. I'm like, okay, clearly there's something else going on underneath. So I think that the noticing the anger is the, the first thing, but mm-hmm. most people just deal with the anger. I right. think when we go down and ask that next level question of, but what am I sad? What's sad to me about this situation? Right. And when I asked that question, it really led to, oh my gosh, I feel like the trees. I feel like my voice is going to waste. My gifts are going to waste. And then I had to turn that. So you, you talk about calling. So then what that turned into was now, wait a second, that's how I feel. That's the fuel. That's, that's, that's what's fueling me. There's obviously a lot of energy in this for me. Right. How do I turn that into something that's actually for, for others? Totally. And I love that you're, you're using these descriptions because emotions can fuel you or they can shut you down. And mm. the way that you dealt with it, it fueled you. It turned into fuel. You had this natural source of fuel that, that can totally turn into this book and this entire company and entire solution for the world. And it was just a matter of you kind of bringing those emotions into perspective and using them correctly. Mm. Yeah, because you're right. They could, you could just double down on, I'm so angry at the people with their apples. (laughs) What a waste of, of a calling (laughs) to focus on apples, you know? Um, So anyway, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, no, I love that. And, and, and I think there is a lot of that happening in the world. And, and, and you now work in sales. And, and I know sales can kind of get a bad rap. I think of the used car salesman when I hear sales. But mm. you know, now that I'm also a part of this business world, it really is nothing more than just connecting a talent to someone who has that need. And it, when you think about it in that way, having people like you is amazing because it, it really is a matter of not letting gifts and talents go to waste. People need them. Let's just get everybody connected and have this very happy, hopeful experience. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if we're driven by purpose, mm-hmm. then we're not, we don't have to be driven by that, um, that desperate kind of need to make a right. sale. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that desperate kind of need to make a sale will get you sales, but it will not get you fulfillment. Right. Correct. It's, it's so much more satisfying to know that this thing that I, that I have to offer is going to the person that exactly needs it is going to make them wonderful and to operate on their calling and their purpose. And it just, it's, it's such a generous feeling and rewarding experience because you know that you help someone else be better. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk more about your book because I think some people might even have a book in their you know, inside of them that needs to come out. And some people are intimidated by writing a book. Sure. What was that like? 
Well, it was, uh, my, my actual process was that I thought I would just write this little study guide about a movie that had inspired me because I, I saw all these connections between the movie and the storyline and my own life and my own personal growth. So I, because it was a Disney movie, I thought, well, let's, I could just, I could just share these connections that I have in my head. I could share them with parents so that they could have these good conversations with their kids and help their sensitive, um, you know, brilliant, creative children be able to cope with the world better because the movie that inspired me was the movie Frozen. Mm. And so I started out with that idea in mind and it felt very much that I needed to get it out there. So it felt like a calling to get it out there. Um, but then I knew that I needed help and I wanted it to be good. So I called on a friend of mine who was a really good editor and had edited an article for me before. So I knew we worked well together. And um, in the process of working with her, the whole thing changed completely and it turned into my memoir. Mm. So it went from being this little study guide for parents and children about Frozen to my story of finding my own voice, um, losing my voice, becoming real, uh, the real me. And, and then, you know, that struggle of, of getting your, you know, like using your gifts and the, the tension between fear and love and, um, so many other things. So anyway, I, I think as far as the process goes, um, I think when somebody has a book inside them and they know they have a book inside them, I would invite that person. I would invite you to start out on the journey, find people who can make you better and don't be afraid of the process of refining and really revamping. Because I threw out the, the whole entire book three times before I really found my voice. <laughs> and I say I threw it out, but really that means that I wrote a whole draft and then said, I need to rewrite this in order to be able to say it the way that I want to say it. And then, so each time it became way better. And in the end became something that I'm really, really proud of in the sense that I believe that it really is making a difference for people. So it's connecting with people more personally, more intimately, helping people to feel things that they wouldn't have felt otherwise, perhaps if I would have just given them a, a study guide, you know? So the, the overall piece of advice I'd give for somebody that has a book in them is that, you know, bring somebody else in on your process, somebody that you can really trust that's going to be able to give you some really good feedback and a content editor and um, make it, turn it into something. You don't, you don't know what is the end product will be. You may not, or you may not know what the end product will be um, and allow yourself to remain open in the creative I, process. I was totally going to pick that out of that because you said it turned into something that you never even thought it would be. And so you, you didn't see it initially. You just knew you had to go in a certain direction. You had this inkling that you needed to put something out there for the world and you wanted to give them your best. You're probably inherently that way. I would assume you didn't, did you become this person or were you already naturally a very generous person that you want to give people your best? Oh, I certainly, I certainly wanted to give it my best. Yeah. And then you attracted people that were like, I'm with you on this. Let's go ahead and, and just add gasoline to this, to this experience and turn it into a book. And you went through several drafts. So it sounds like you're a very natural, uh, naturally positive person, but I would imagine even through that journey, there was frustration and there were setbacks and there were, how did you get yourself mentally able to overcome those setbacks? 
uh, I had to care more about the goal than my own uh, survival, my own feelings, if you will. Mm. So I had to be willing to sacrifice feeling stupid, you know, like, let's just say it, you know, I made a stupid choice on a word or a, or a sentence, or I I feel stupid because somebody's correcting me again, you know? Um, I, I, but I wasn't stupid. It's just that, that was the feeling that I had Mm. to kind of like learn to put aside and say, no, this isn't about me. This is about the person who needs to read this book. So I will accept the help that I need to accept in order to make this about them. And, and I think that's the way it is with business too. I would say the exact same process is the same process that I've had with business, Mm. bringing, bringing the right, you know, having that vision, bringing the right people into the process in order to achieve a goal together, which you may not even know what the goal is, but you know, it's in service of others. That is so good because you were willing to endure whatever changes needed to happen for you. And what I love about that is we can't control the exterior circumstances. We can't control how it's going to land or whatever is going to happen outside of that, but we can control how we want to experience this. And even though there are unwelcome emotions and unwelcome feelings of, of feeling stupid, and I thank you for being so honest about that you can certainly reshape that. How, how did you reshape those feelings? I mean, you, you talked about getting refocused on the audience, but did you find that there was personal growth there as well? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I was just thinking, you know, as you started talking, I was thinking, man, I made that sound really easy. <laughs> that was not as easy as I made it sound just now. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think... I think there's a bit of agony that is in the creative process and that agony is something we can embrace. And if we're not afraid of pain, then we are willing to move through it and keep Mm -hmm. going and find fulfillment in the end. And I think that's, that's one of the things that I think that we have to, and when you do that, you, you do that on a small scale first. Okay. You know, you, you realize that, okay, I'm going to need to, I, I, I'm, I have to, like, somebody's upset with me about something. Mm-hmm. Instead of ignoring it, I'm going to do this little thing and ask them what's going on and see if I can take the feedback. Am I going to be destroyed? You know, will I feel horrible? Or, you know, will I be able to recover if I listen to what they have to say and I take it in? Because if I can take it in, if I can listen to them, if I can ask for it and, and take it in, then maybe I can do that again. And then maybe I can do that again. And maybe it gets bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where you really can, you know, take more risks because you're willing to experience the pain, um, that comes with it, but you also realize that you're not going to be destroyed by it. And then when you, when you start to realize, I think like it's, it's building a muscle, it's building trust, it's building all those things. And it's, it's like that it's the building of this muscle of, I am not going to be destroyed by this. So therefore I can keep going. That is so good. So let me break that down how I'm understanding it because you're talking about this big unknown and in the unknown, our imagination will get the best of us. You can become afraid of this big 
unknown that is horrible. But as soon as you start saying, wait a minute, what could happen and could I withstand that? And as you're taking those baby steps and that unknown becomes known because now I've experienced a little bit of agony, I realize I can handle that. And then a little more and a little more and all that unknown becomes known and it's totally plausible. It's not, it's, like you said, it's not going to destroy me. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's the same way. You can do that with relationships. You can do that with, you know, just high performance. You know, this idea of so many people are hiding. I mean, my book is called Unfrozen mm. because it's, and the subtitle is Stop Holding Back and Release the Real You. Wow. Because that's what we do. We protect ourselves from feeling bad. Yes. And if, if we do that, if that's the way we're going to go through life, what a sad waste. Just like if I, you know, if I would have focused on those apples instead of looking beneath and looking at my actual personal pain to find a calling. I mean, it's, it's just, it's a sad waste to hold ourselves back. Like there's so much in you. There's so much in each of us that we have to offer and to have that held back. It's just, it's painful for us. And it's painful for others who don't get to experience what we have then. That's so good. And, and, and going through that process became a big revelation for you. And it probably helped you to double down once the book was released and here you started hearing all these feedback. And now it's like, I totally did the right thing here. Mm. Yeah. And let me, let me switch gears still on the same vein of, um, taking the time to listen to that calling. But there are people here who are experiencing frustration, whether it's in the workplace or wherever, and they're not feeling heard. They're feeling frozen because they feel like they're not being heard by the right people, whether it's their boss or maybe they're just not able to leverage that, um, that help or that assistance. I'm inclined to say after listening to your experience that maybe they haven't done enough digging within themselves and they're not presenting their idea properly yet. Could you speak to that a little bit? Sure. Um, so there's a lot of things that it could be. I, I, I actually have a way of thinking about how to approach people who, when you want, when, when you want somebody to change something, mm. how do I approach them? And that, I, I believe that there are needs in the other person that are psychological needs, that if we actually address those needs in this conversation, mm. they're going to be way more open to what we have to say. Right. So um, those three needs, um, well, the, the, the need to feel safe. Mm -hmm. So I don't care if you're talking about um, a colleague, like a peer-to-peer -peer kind of situation, or maybe you're a manager talking to somebody who is in, in your team, or mm -hmm. if you're somebody who is wanting to talk to your boss about something. I don't care who it is that you're wanting to talk to, that other person needs to feel safe. Mm. You can, if they feel threatened in any kind of way, they're going to put their guard up and they're not going to be able to listen to the rest of what you have to say. So first they have to feel safe. And then, then if you can help them to see that what they've already done matters and that it's, you know, like, I appreciate this about you or I, or I acknowledge that you've, you've gotten so far in this, in this way. So safe and then celebrate it. Hmm. And then once they feel safe and celebrated, I look at this almost like a, oh, uh, 
bullseye, you know, a, a target. Right. So the outside ring is safe. You don't even get on the target. You're never going to get to the, to the target if you can't make them feel safe in the first place. Totally. And then, and then, and the next inner circle would be celebrated. And then finally you bring that challenge and it's a small circle. It's a much smaller circle, but it's that, okay, so here's the problem. This is what I see the solution as. What do you see the solution as? You know, you're, you're bringing somebody into that conversation, but you're also saying, this is what I'm seeing. So I, I already, I, I let you know that, that I, I, I care about you, that I'm with you, I'm for you, whatever. Um, I, I believe in you and, and what you've already done. It really does matter. Now we are encountering this other problem and I would like to, and, and this is what that problem means to me, but um, I think that this is what we could do about it. What do you think? Or, you know, whatever the challenge might be. I like that you switched gears in this is about them because in reality, I'm trying to connect with someone else and I need to tell them what's in it for them or why it should be relevant to them. And, and you have to connect with that person. And I think that those are the first couple layers is I'm connecting with you. I, I see what you bring and I want you to feel safe. I'm not coming at you to solve this problem. Like I want to recruit you to help me solve this problem. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, it's about influence. I mean, you, that's what I'm all about is voice of influence. So <laughs> um, that's the name of my company and my podcast. But, um, but that idea that, okay, this is, this is, I want to, I want to impact this thing that's going on. Yes. There's so much that we could address internally for that one person who's like dealing, they need to figure out themselves first, mm-hmm. but there's also just, you don't always have a chance to do that, especially in the workplace. There's a problem that needs to be solved. Let's go get it done. You know, that I think that this, this, this process of feeling safe, celebrated and challenged is, is really, I think very effective. Right on. Well, I'm excited to hear back some stories of people trying this out. Uh, I definitely do encourage those frustrations, though, to take the time and and reveal, uh, take the time to understand why you're getting frustrated. Because I think a lot of the times Mm -hmm. that is our calling. You know, we see gaps in in the system or we see something that no one else appears to see, but I see it. That's because you're called to that. (laughs) You're probably uniquely right to solve it. So you should be okay with being frustrated. This is a good sign. Get into it. <laughs> I love it. I totally agree with you. That's so good. So um, with that, if somebody is feeling frustrated right now, what would be the number one tip that you would have for that person listening? Okay. Number one tip for somebody who's feeling frustrated. Um, I, yeah, I guess I would just go back to what are you act, what's actually sad about this situation? Because frustration is a form of anger. Mm. Um, so if sad is under angry you know, what, what is it that's actually what you, that you're actually sad about? Mm. What is, what is sad about this situation for you personally? And then if you can find that, then you're going to be able to then address that, you know, address that in yourself first before you go try to take care of the issue. Because again, you don't want to, you don't want to deal with a surface problem from a place, a deep inside of you that is, is in turmoil about something else. So address that that sadness inside of you first, and then go address the problem. That's so good because that's going to open the door to curiosity and excitement and adventure. And it's totally going to shift your energy and how you present yourself to others. Hmm. So awesome advice. And if for the people listening, they want to connect with you further, what would be the best way to do that? 
You can find us at voiceofinfluence.net and that's where we have our podcast. That's where we have information about what we do. And then also there's this, this um, safe, celebrated and challenged that I just talked about. Actually, I have a free course on that and it's just 30 minutes. Um, so if anybody wanted to actually like learn what the psychological needs are, why, why we're addressing it in a certain way, how to do that, have an action guide, all that kind of stuff, that's on our um, free course um, button on our website too. So voiceofinfluence.net. And of course, social media, I'm Andrea, Andrea or Andrea Joy Wemberg. So awesome. Well, we're excited about having you. Thank you so much for sharing with our audience and we will go ahead and go find you in all the mediums. Thanks so much, Rosa. This has been fun. Awesome. Thanks for listening to Powerful at Work Radio. If you subscribe now, you're going to hear weekly teachings to shift your perspective on how to thrive in the workplace and stories from experts and career professionals who are daring to do work differently. And we want to invite you to the conversation. Please subscribe to this podcast. And you can also visit us on Facebook and join the group Empower to Bloom Tribe, where you're going to find tons of resources to help you on your career journey and also interact with like-minded professionals. I'll see you there.